Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda, some bizarre energy drink and water in the fridge. Cheers, motherfuckers. How we doing today? <laughs> Good. How How's are you? everybody feeling? Just mention I uh, people out there in the internet don't know this because the episodes keep going up consistently, but I've been out of town for like a week. This is my first episode back, and I'm feeling all the energy, all the positivity, <laughs> and both you are going to have to deal with this. I'm glad. Can you handle it? Yeah, we're real low right now, so all right. you can take it. This to is that some yin level. and yang shit right here. <laughs> so I'm sitting here today with my friends Jared and Derek of Sometimes Nameless Make Some Noise for the Internet. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi, Internet. So for those of you out there, I mean, I, I assume we're here today to talk about like some die nameless stuff and things around that. I wasn't too sure. It was just like, hey, can we come on the show? I was like, okay, I guess that's what we're talking about. It yeah, I didn't really even know I was coming it? on the show until like last week. Jared told me. Surprise, Surprise motherfucker. Surprise, Drug him into it. <laughs> so <laughs> let's start with the some die nameless stuff. And then if we end up talking about bungee cords and things like that or whatever, something oh, random, then we do. bungee cords. Bungee cords are sick. Let's get there. So some die nameless. Yes. What is it? Uh, it's two guys pretending they know what they're doing and, uh, we bring out of town bands. We, we host a lot of locals. Um, it started about, yeah, we book shows. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) it started what? Six, six years ago. We started putting on shows at the fallout shelter predominantly one show a month is what we were aiming for. And, um, we've kind of fallen out of doing that, not falling out with, but we've fallen out of doing a monthly show at the fallout shelter and kind of branched out and doing more shows in the city, uh, dealing with more touring bands. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. We've actually hosted one of your bands, gray Walker a few times. Yeah. Have yeah. we Sykes and a new violence has never played a something. No, show. you've I, asked, I've asked, it, worked yeah, out. Yeah. it just didn't, it just didn't pan out for us. Apologies. It will happen. Now nah, that's all right. We we're over it. We're moving on to, <laughs> we're moving on to touring bands now. I don't think we need you. <laughs> yeah. It, it's been a like, you know, figure it out as you go kind of thing with promotion. Yeah, you, know, you figure out what works for us. You know. Mm-hmm. So when you started booking shows, I mean, you mentioned that was out in the Fallout Shelter. For those of you that don't know, that is in the Quip, Aliquippa, PA, underneath uh, the bowling alley and Ricky D's Pizza. Yeah. Shout outs to all of that. Shout outs to the Dragon Puffs, one of my yes, favorite Puffs food items on the goddamn planet. Yeah. I'm just full of sound <laughs> effects today. So I fucking love that place. I love the fallout shelter. And I think that um the first time we played out there, I'm not too sure if it was a result of either of you. It would have been with uh, Ascend the Fallen pre-Grey Walker. Yeah, I, uh, I was at that. Because yeah. it was a birthday party, I believe. Yeah. And I felt out of place because I felt like I was at someone else's private party. But it was cool. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, and I, I've loved that place ever since. So booking shows, it was just like, a well, we want to bring more punk rock metal out to this area shows shows out there it almost stopped because something happened with insurance that they weren't allowed to be i don't know i don't know the whole like at the venue yeah at the venue and they weren't having shows anymore and i'd been out there maybe four times with jared we saw blitz kid there and a couple other local shows and um his band wanted to book a show there he was in curseborn at the time and uh was that with only flesh that you were playing 
anyway, and I went out to that show with him and it was a blast. There were a lot of people there. It was just a good time. And he told me that they weren't having shows anymore. So we looked into, you know, getting in touch with the venue owner and trying to do it again, you know, and uh, they agreed that they wanted to start doing shows again. And we once a month, we'd try to pull together a show. Sometimes the the shows themselves didn't make sense on paper because we had a lot of we had a lot of cross genre, like a sure. lot of genre mixing shows. And there's not a lot of people that do that, as far as I find. Like people are kind of resistant to it too. Bands like they tend to want to play with bands you know, that they sound genres, like, and that's it. It know? seems to be opening up a lot more. It is. Um, that's because of us, because of what we've been doing. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Everybody. Absolutely. Thank these two fucking schmucks. <laughs> it was just um, us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I've been seeing a lot more mixed genre shows especially over the course i'd say of like the past year or two it's starting to become a much more common thing mm-hmm. i mean like i don't see it so much with gray walker but with sykes and the new violence like we're getting thrown on these wacky bills and it's not like we're the only odd band out it's right. like there'll be it's like what is this lineup mm-hmm. but this is cool i think it's just a matter of you get a bunch of people in a room that are like-minded and want to have a good time, and it'll be a good time. Yeah, a lot of open-minded people will lead to a good show, regardless of what the, I mean, the makes, lineup itself looks like. It makes so much sense, because how many people just listen <clears throat> to one genre of music? Do right. you only listen to one yeah, genre? I only listen to ska. Yeah, yeah, I only listen to ska. It's like most people like... I don't, like, I don't even like either of your bands. <laughs> I just like you. I just like you. Well, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been telling people on this show forever, like, if you want to have any... Uh, minuscule amount of success in the in a local music scene. You don't have to be good. You just have to be nice, and you'll mm. get asked to play shows. It's true, over and over yeah. and over again. Just being, be nice. Yeah, being a team player and part of something beyond yourself will definitely get your get your foot in the door in a lot of different ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be nice and promote. That's mm-hmm. another. Just thing. being yeah. respectful, not being. Yeah. A lot of a lot of bands don't actually shit, do that. Right? Like when I when I approach bands, like I'm a promoter or I'm a talent booker, or whatever. Um, a lot of them just think that we do that all on our own. You know, our best shows are definitely the ones where the bands promote sure. equally as us. Because if you're not trying, why do I have to like your band more than you like your band? Yeah. You know, I'm trying to have a good show for you, not for me. You know? Yeah. I mean, as somebody that's been on both sides of this conversation and, you know, Jaron, maybe you can relate to this too. Derek, I don't know. You've ever played in any bands? No. I mean, Some Dynamos started as a fake band. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do know that. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, I, I play okay. an instrument and I've played before audiences, not big audiences, I got even really on purpose. But uh, yeah, I've but never like, been, I've never been, on the op- yeah. but I've like, never been on the opposite side. I've never been a performer. Yeah. As you I know. say, like, so that um, wasn't my own show. I got gotcha. you. Know? Yeah. But, um, Jared, or, or, yeah, but, but, God damn it. You could probably relate with me in terms of being on both sides of the fence from time to time where it's like, you understand what it's like as a band whenever you know you get asked to play a show and you're like okay cool and then all of a sudden you're being asked to do all these other things too for the show right like it could be kind of like well what the fuck right but also it's like okay well don't agree to take a show if you're not going to be willing to promote it right i mean it's like just say you're playing the show you know what i mean and it's so easy like most of the time when you are dealing with bands that are like that. They've just never been on your side right. of the fence. They just don't get it. Yeah, well, right. some people in bands seem to have the philosophy that it's strictly the promoter's job to promote and that they shouldn't take part in it at all. But that's, you know, 
not to me. It depends on the level you are you're at. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you know, if you're if you're playing the Fallout shelter, you should probably try to help get some people yeah, in the especially door. Especially if you're yeah. local to the yeah. Fallout shelter. Because yeah. if you're local, you're probably not local to Aliquippa. Right. Try to get fucking five people to drive out from somewhere. Right. It'll make all the difference in the world. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. And we found that our our fests or our our big events like the half covered Halloween shows. And those are the ones where people will drive out from far away. Cause it's, you know, mm-hmm. some, it's actually a big thing, but our monthly shows might not pull that well, you know, cause it is a haul to get there from, this is a, the bridge and tunnel crowd and they don't cross bridges and they don't go through tunnels, you know? Yeah. So being 30 miles out from the city, it's kind of rough sometimes, especially, you know, when we have a touring band coming through, and we're trying to help them get to where they're going and we can only offer them 30 40 dollars because we had four people through the door yeah you know and, and you, we're not we're not taking anything from that you know what i mean like we're not making money from this doing this so and and you have to find what works at the venue like in the area that you're in right. like for some reason punk rock draws really well at the fallout shelter and metal not so much not as much. like it's noticeably a difference i don't know if it's an area thing or i don't know yeah. I think that there's a, a situation with people kind of just get comfortable with their tribes, I right. suppose you could say. Right. And, uh, you know, it's really easy to get metal people to show up at the moose. Right. That's that's not a problem. Right. Uh, and it's a, it's I like, hate the south side of, crowd, though. Yeah, I, I get it. it. But like, it's like it. uh, we a lot with Greywalker, like a lot of our crowd are people that go down there or have like grown up down there and like they're familiar with it. Right. It's like we get asked to play shows at Gooskies and we never accept them. And it's no. just because it's like nobody that we know is going to want to go there. And yeah. I already know it. Let's just save everyone yeah, the, the you, grief. I think you said it in one of your other one of your other podcasts. You said, I like to have a PA. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, outside of that, I mean, it's just like, that's a whole nother aspect. That's like in terms of performing. Right. But in terms that's of like, interesting though, because like you said, people stick to their tribes, people stick to their hangouts. Yeah. They're what they're familiar with. It's yeah. like, I've been playing, we've been a band long enough where I know what works and what doesn't. Right. And uh, it's just. And it's mm-hmm. a trial and error thing, just yeah. like promotion, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's another reason why we like to do you know, cross genres shows. Cause, uh, plasmid gray Walker, we had you guys both on a show at the fallout shelter. And while there are similarities two totally different types of bands and the show was amazing, you know, who else was on that? We had nervous aggression and we were supposed to have Riparian. Yeah. But something happened there. And you know, you meet that was friends, show, you expand you know? your tribe, you make your circle yeah. bigger. Yeah. You, know? you meet new yeah. people. Yeah. It's like, it's like a thing where it's like, I don't think, I think if we played it, Gooskies, there would be like a good potential for us to like, it really would depend. Like, it could be fucking hysterically awesome. Mm-hmm. Who I, I never know, but it's right. just like, I just don't know if it's a chance that we're ever going to take, unfortunately. Right. But are there, do you have, instances like that where you're totally surprised like you're kind of not feeling a venue or feeling a lineup or a show and then the show happens and it was just bonkers or like exceeded your expectations sure that's definitely it's probably happened more with sykes and the new violence versus gray walker yeah just because with sykes we're the group of people's a lot more willing to take chances so i think that's the other thing too is like you got to know your audience you got to know the venue's 
gear, what their setup is like, but you also got to know your band. Right. And like nothing against anyone in Grey Walker, but none of them, none of them want to fucking be in Gooskies. None of them want to okay. be in Gooskies. That's right. the thing, which means they don't want to be there. So they're trying to promote, like, how are you going to get people to convince people to come out to a venue that you don't, don't want to be at? Right. Like, I don't care. I'll show up. Sykes has played at Gooskies. It, yeah. it wasn't great for us. It wasn't a great space for us, but I still had a good time. Like, I don't give a fuck yeah. when it comes to that. But it's also like, I want to make sure everybody else in the band is having a good time and right. enjoying this. Because again, we're not getting paid either. Right. So it's like, if we're fucking, you know, taking one of our, like a chunk of our very limited time that we get you know, away from family or away from work or school in the week, you know, right. to play music. We want to be in an environment that I think everybody's happy to be in. Right. And it, it's fun when you experiment and it's a success. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely happened with Sykes. Um, especially like we've played, um, we played a show with like some doom metal bands at howlers. Yeah. And it was fucking sick. Like a lot of people came out to see us that I wasn't expecting. And there was just people there that, I had no idea who they were, but they dug us and it was cool. Yeah. It was, did you make sure to shake everyone you didn't know, like shake their hand? Cause everyone that that's brand new that comes to our shows, I like to introduce myself and like say like we put on shows all the time and that's happening more and more. So I'm spending more and more time talking to people that I've never met before in my life. I won't just walk up to anybody. I oh, mean, I do. I'm always at the merch table. So if there's somebody around <clears throat> the merch table, I'll say hi. Yeah. Or if I happen to see somebody like, if I come into contact with somebody like coming off stage or something like that, but I won't just like walk around oh, like, like a fucking politician. Yes. I but do. I mean, I will kiss the babies. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. The president of the fallout. Yeah. Shelter. Pre- yeah president of the fallout shelter. I, well, guess. I mean, that makes more sense from your perspective. Yeah. I would say, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, well, they like, Hey, like I'm the promoter of this show. Thank you so much for coming out yeah. versus me. Like, Hey, I'm the guy that just played this show. Did you like it? How'd you think? <laughs> I need your acceptance come and back, approval. You know? it's, yeah. like it's, it's not the right. Uh, yeah, I guess it's not the same thing. You're like the, um, don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> oh, you're, I will. You're like the Olive Garden manager walking around. Just How are we to, doing go, tonight? Yeah, yeah. You're that can we guy. get you any more cheese? Yes, yeah. you are that guy. Okay. Yeah, that's. I'll accept that. I'm fine. <laughs> but I, I'd like to think it, it's it's a better restaurant. <laughs> I Yo, I fucking love the Olive. Garden. I like the Olive Garden too. Everyone yeah. I know hates the Olive Garden. You know that's it's what that's because people take things too goddamn seriously. It's not Italian, but it, it's delicious. It's fine. It, it, it's it's supposed. It's <laughs> it not is delicious. It's not be supposed like, to be authentic Italian. Yeah. No, no, not at it's, all. It's supposed to be you go with your your friends or family and get a lot of food for cheap and just have a laugh yeah it's like uh netflix dracula that just came out i haven't seen it yet everybody i've been seeing all these people who are just like it's so cheesy it's bad i'm like it's supposed to be (laughs) why does everything have to be so serious now right yeah i don't know why (gasps) like as a as a social experiment derek gave me a tip bucket at the fallout shelter because there's a tip bucket we use on occasion for touring bands you know kind of walk around and pass it around and he thought it'd be fun to see if I would do it. Even do it. So he gave me the tip bucket because he knows I have some social anxieties, you know. So he wanted to see how it would pan out. And I just kind of walked around with the tip bucket. Like, I was like, I, can't. I eventually came up to him. I was like, I can't do this. This is the president's, uh, the fallout shelter's <laughs> job, you know. But, you do it. but I also have the same social anxieties when it comes to asking people, you know. Like, sure. When it, when it comes to just introducing myself, I'm fine with that. But, um, our friend Doug, I don't know if you know PBR, I know Doug. you know Doug, yeah. PBR Doug. 
Um, he's just super outgoing and he wants to do everything to help the bands probably more than we do. Uh, that guy puts a lot of effort into the shows he puts on. Uh, shout out to Doug. Um, he's a good dancer. Too. He actually has a show coming up in March, March 8th with some kind of nightmare. Um, mindless chaos and new fit. I think new 52 is on it uh, or Danvers. Danvers might not be on it. I'm anymore. not a thousand percent certain if this right. episode will be up out by then. before then. Okay. But if it, mm. if it isn't, yeah, check that out. <laughs> if it was, you missed a really good show, but <laughs> an amazing show. Yeah. But Doug is always the guy where if he's in the house, I'm just like, Hey, do you mind taking this round or putting it up, asking people? And he always, he'll come back with $40. You know what I mean? Just one round, come back with $40. Be like, here we go. Like, cause he's much more. Yeah. You know, socially outgoing. So we are. Uh, uh, this is an interesting mm. place to go with this conversation. Okay, uh, talking about the the social anxieties that mm. people like us have because I have them too, and yeah. it's outside of this environment here where I'm very outgoing and loud and yelly. Like if you run into me, just like at a show or somewhere, I'm all I'm like. It's like I'm so awkward. I always feel like I'm going to say the wrong thing to somebody. I never know what to talk about. It's like unless like we start talking about like audio plugins or like guitar <laughs> pedals or something, then I could <laughs> yeah. go off. Oh, but I just, like, totally relate. I'm comfortable when I'm in my element. You know? Yeah. If but you're like, talking to me about like cats or martial arts or metal, <laughs> like, like fuck yeah, you're my friend. You know, I could talk to you. But yeah, <laughs> like that, 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 like how's it going? What's a new thing? I'm just like, oh, I hate this. small talk. You're not but, into it. Like, how do you like, I guess like, you know, how do you deal with it, Jared, in terms of just like, I mean, like you, front bands you hit me up to come on this show so obviously like you're able to like get past it in some aspects but there's other aspects where it's still like there i feel like i we probably relate a lot on that probably alcohol (laughs) social crutch you know you know sure that's not for me i not at all yeah no but for me it's it's kind of like i set myself i give myself a goal And my goal is, well, I want this show to be like this. And I push myself past any social anxiety I might have just to get, you know what I mean? Um, Well, of course, you know, you know what I mean? Because you're, you're goal driven, goal oriented. You're, you're one of the hardest hustling dudes that I know, you know, between this and two bands. and, And didn't you start something extra where you're listening to music? constantly listening to local bands yeah we're doing yeah what is it uh you asked for it? you asked for you it, asked yeah. for it yeah yeah and that's just one more thing because also doing the spice rack the spice rack yeah and i mean so anna started a third band and getting involved What's your third in that band? many things have, kind of forces you out of your your comfort zone too when it comes to anxieties you know what i mean yeah that's, no, yeah absolutely that's uh, especially hard for jared i i feel it just from an outsider's perspective, like getting him to step out of a comfort zone. But once he does it, he excels. I'm sorry. And then he, okay. he, he thrives, you know? And yeah. uh, a lot of times he just sees me egging at him and that's not what it is. It's like, I got to push you a little bit. Yeah. I think that <clears throat> I just like do so much to keep myself from distracted from thinking about how much you don't want to do stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like, just just keep it going. Something to look forward to. Yeah, just yeah. keep it going. Just keep it rocking. Keep yeah. it rolling. Now, do you ever do you ever get to the point where you're like, all right, I'm kind of 
reaching past my means. Do you ever set a big goal? Every day. (laughs) (laughs) Getting out of bed is kind Uh, of hard sometimes. But no, I mean like um sometimes we'll we'll set up a show and be like, well, I have larger expectations for this. Let's make it a fest and let's do this and let's do this. And knowing that I might not be able to achieve those, but like getting there is kind of fun, but really hectic. Like yeah. You know, or having too many things on my plate. You're you're really good at multitasking. As where I like I need to be focused on the one thing, you know. You seem to have a, you seem to have a lot of things on the burner at once as where if I get too many, I shut down like I, and I stop I mean, I pushing def- on I, I think that, you know, I definitely shut down and stress out a lot. There's a lot of stuff that I want to do that doesn't get done. I mean, yeah. I mean, you only see the output, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you're right, like, right. yeah, we're not like behind. You're the getting served you. the meal when right. it's done. You're not in the kitchen. Like yeah, it's, where everyone's it's, swearing. Oh, at it's each fucking other. chaos yeah. in Shit the kitchen. It's chaos yeah. in, yeah. in the Sykes kitchen. Trust me. It never <laughs> fucking st- There's always something on fire. Yeah. All probably multiple things on fire. People are always quitting on me. People aren't showing up. It's right. drama back there. That right. place is a nightmare, but I love the restaurant. I love my restaurant. If you will. Right. You're the cook at the Olive Garden. <laughs> I, I, I feel no, like I'm the I'm the I'm the the manager, the cook, the server. <laughs> I'm everything. The fucking valet. God damn. But at the same, like the public isn't seeing. Yeah, the, no. the mess. Yeah. So you're achieving exactly what you need to be achieving. Yeah, I'm. I'm very, very. I really, really do my best to try not to make the mess public. Right. You know, I think that that's that's never a good look, right? No. Like, I mean, I guess. I mean, it's it's happened. I've I've, I've had my alcohol induced posts that I wake up to, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, delete. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you to revisit some of them and let us, because if if you have had those, I haven't seen them, you know. So. I mean, it's only been maybe a few times. It's never <laughs> been anything that bad. It's just it's it's stuff that. I wouldn't, it's just an energy that I wouldn't want to put out there. I wouldn't want that to be coming from me. Yeah. When you were talking about setting goals, um, you should tell them about the Scoffest. Like, um, did you reach your goals that you set for yourself? Oh, last year, last year, our Scoffest was a a big success and it almost didn't happen because uh, no effects was coming to town that same day. Mm. And we had had our, you know, our event was he was heartbroken when yeah. it was announced the same day and yeah. mostly because i couldn't go see him like my favorite six live bands you know i was yeah. upset because i couldn't go to that show i had to go do stupid ska fest but uh when it got pushed it was like oh okay cool and then our ticket sales started climbing and and we reached all of our goals you know we had two national well three national bands on it um and three locals and we're going to push this year to have like seven or eight bands on it. And the enthusiasm seemed really contagious. Like people really yeah, seemed once, into what you were doing. Yeah. Once people caught on to it and they're like, oh, really, Ska? It's back. Yeah. And uh, Jerry from the Burn Rides and uh, Porno Tongue and SFX, like he was a big, big push for Ska Fest. He loved it. He helped us get the venue. He Burn Rides played. And um, they were kind of like the the big band for for the show like people loved them they were great and uh we've got two shows coming up this year they're going to be on ska fest this year and ska fest will be on august 22nd at spirit super cool did you do it at spirit last year yes yeah it was good we had like 300 some odd people through the door awesome for a first year and 
I don't know whether to thank Fat Mike for that because, you know, because a lot of people that were going to the Punk and Drublick Fest, like they got all bummed, but then they bought tickets to our show, you know? Yeah. And I'm just hoping that uh, Punk and Drublick doesn't happen on August 22nd this year because that would be a mad bummer. But at the same time, we made a little money so we can have bigger nationals, you know? Yeah, it's awesome. The Fest thing is... It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's so much work putting those together. I mean, like the, the, the two years that I helped with brutal beer fest, it was just like, it was nonstop. Like you did that smalls. There was, yeah, but yeah, we did both yeah. those at smalls. Yeah. There was like the first year was at spirit, but I oh. wasn't part of the team at that point. We just gray Walker just played. Right. Um, but yeah, it's nonstop booking those. It's like, it takes almost a whole year. Yeah. If you want to do it right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reaching out to bands now. I mean, I've had bands approaching me pretty much since the last one, but uh, the only one we've confirmed so far is Burn Rides. Cool. So I'm going to talk it out with Jerry because he's, he's, he's really like the, uh, the venue manager. Like he's pretty much takes care of everything on the ground level there with renting the venue and setting stuff up there. And we both tag team on the, uh, on the promotion aspect of it. And then I reach out to all the bands and, you know, do the scheduling and, but, um, burn ride so far, <laughs> August 22nd, August 22nd. Spirit. Cool. Hell yeah. And, really- um, we are going to try to, sorry, no, go for we're going to try to, um, I'm reaching out to local skate parks to do an event on May 16th, which is lag wagon day. I don't know if you're familiar. Lag wagon has a song called May 16th and it was on the, uh, Tony Hawk, pro skater soundtrack okay so that day has been dubbed lag wagon day okay and we want to have a show at a skate park and we want some of the songs that were featured on the soundtrack to be played at the show probably get four or five bands uh it's looking like i'm going to reach out to uh switch and signal yeah or pitcher park but i think more would be involved with pitcher park having to bring in a stage and do all that as where switch and signal is indoors yeah it's it's a contained space yeah it's a contained space so um i think that's an awesome idea it is i love that because this is the first year that it uh i think it's been six years since may 16th happened on a saturday for us to do like a an outdoor or you know just a cool festival and what else do we have coming up we've got a lot of stuff coming. derek up. hates the sound of his own voice i really do <laughs> I, I like it I I, you soothing yeah it's sweet yeah. yeah sorry i really do hate the sound of my own voice but i talk so much Go on. <laughs> um, now we've got our we've our half covered Halloween because I think too many shows in in and around Halloween focus too much on the cover aspect, and we wanted to have bands feature their actual music as well at these shows. Sure. So it's twenty minutes of original stuff, twenty minutes of covers, and that show just kind of like blows up every year. Yeah, as we- far as like Fallout Shelter shows, that's our best attended rowdiest largest show every year half covered halloween it's great so of course we had to expand on it and do our halfway to half covered halloween show every april uh this year it's going to be on may 1st um we actually have plasmid on on our next one playing as the dead kennedys okay i saw that it's going to be bonkers it's going to be really good and white thrash is guar um (laughs) the filthy lowdown jukebox oh yeah filthy lowdown is doing a rap jukebox okay yeah and of course, I'm just like, oh man, there's so many songs I want to hear them play. Can you do this? We're like, I'll ask the boys. Can you do this? I'll ask the boys. Leave me alone. We know what we're gonna do. Yeah. I, like, 
those shows that I know are going to be super fun and well attended, like I announce them and then it's like autopilot, you know, because everybody gets themselves excited about it. And I don't have to put, we don't have to push those shows as much because we know they're going to be good no matter what, you know, yeah. even if they're ill attended, like, well, un, what's the word I'm looking for? Poorly, poorly attended. We're still going to have a blast. What do you, <laughs> were you going to say something? Okay, cool. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? This guy's talking, just going. Go ahead. So what I was going to say is now, you know, with years of experience promoting and working with bands, do you feel that you've been able to mm. kind of suss out in advance like bands that are that are good ideas to work with or bad ideas to work with? Will you give like any band that hits you up a chance? Yes, pretty much. Um, I mean, I don't know about Jared, but when a band hits me up, I immediately try to find all their stuff that I can find, uh, especially live, live stuff. And, um, and if they don't have live stuff, it's like, okay, well, they need, they need to get out there. You know, even if I don't particularly like a band, I'll put them on a, put them on a gig. And, um, but that only happens one or two times, you know, like yeah. if you're not helping us to push the show, you're not bringing anyone, you're not thankful for what we have are able to give you, you know? Yeah. I, I think yeah, that's we're due for you. I think that's kind of what sets us apart is we're, you know, we're pretty open to doing mixed genre shows and we'll often put on new bands that are completely off the radar that no one's, you know, they're just starting out just for new blood. You know, yeah. Something I think new. there's, there, there's an, there's a, I think a very distinct thing that needs to be said. If you're a, not necessarily young in terms of age, but young in terms of band, like if you're a new band or a young band mm -hmm. and you know, you don't have, you're going to have a hard time getting people to come out to the show just because you haven't played any shows yet. Right. You know, you should give those people a chance, yeah. but if they're dicks, yeah. then go to hell. The <laughs> thing that like really irks me are like bands that have been bands for a long time that are still very hesitant to help promote, hesitant to be friendly at the gig. It seems like they don't even want to be there. You're not getting paid. Why are you still doing this? Right. That, a, that half hour you're on stage must be like amazing. Why do you drag all of your shit across town to show up late and leave early? And yeah. why? Yeah. Why are you doing this still? I think we've made a conscious effort to watch people like when we have bands playing first or second on a show and they can't hang out, you know? Um, cause I think that's, that's a pretty fair amount of bullshit to be on a show and not watch yeah, not, I mean, or it, at least be in the building, you know? Yeah, I mean, for, it happens. I mean, it's, it's one no, thing yeah, too where like with it's within reason, like if, if someone's a dad or, you know, people oh, yeah. have, people have reasons they people need to leave. Say but like, if we've hey, had like, you on four shows and you're dipping before you see anyone play, and the only reason you're coming to talk to me is like, hey, I got to leave early. You got some money for us, you know? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, we don't, no. That happens maybe once or twice, and then I don't want to fuck with you anymore. Yeah. You know? And I'll be nice to you, but I probably won't have your band on another show. Yeah. Or won't, I won't. If you come to me like, hey, I got these four bands, like, all right, I'll help you push it, but that's not my show. You know, that's your show. I'll help you push it, but I'm not going to be involved in it yeah it really really sucks whenever people are like that it's just but a lot of people just are really shitty at communicating i don't even care like 
if you like hit me up like hey like we we want to be on this show but you know our one of our guys has to leave earlier so just tell tell us that, yeah that's something beforehand. That you'll know beforehand yeah, and yeah. It's like, okay cool well we'll put you on early right but it's like one of those things where it's like you'll uh you'll have like the whole lineup and everything set and mm-hmm. you'll send it to everybody and then you'll oh, get this doesn't work for me you'll get the, no you'll get that big blue thumbs up uh-huh right and then the day of the show yeah they don't fucking know anything it's yeah, like they haven't read any yeah, yeah it's like i sent this to you yeah like oh uh, you know yeah we've had that what yeah read the message yeah and we like to do our we like to do our load ins like an hour before doors and it's been that way since we started and everyone knows that if you're on first you should probably be in the first you know, you're loading straight to stage. We've had so many bands be the last ones through the door, you know, for load in and they're the first ones to play. And then they push, they end up pushing our time and it's like, all right, that's eating into your back end of your show. Like yeah. your half hour is now 15 minutes. Like, I'm sorry. This is, the, this is just what it is. Like when I, when our I was- headlining band is from, you know, Natrona Heights. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We want to get them on stage and off stage and home. Like, you live down the street, man. Like, come on, help us out. And like when I was talking about putting on multi-genre, like eclectic lineups, um, there's like pushback against that too. Like I've had bands hit me up and they're like, well, this band that you got on here is very different. You know, they're not like us. And it's like, well, you know, step yeah. out of your neighborhood, you know? Sure. Meet and new people. Some of those are my yeah. favorite shows. Yeah, I, mean, I could see some people, some people were definitely like that. Like, yeah. Like I, the, my my thought of this is like it's like I know people that only listen to Pantera. That's like all they listen <laughs> How to. Sad. That's like it. You know <laughs> what I mean? And I know people that you know only only listen to rap. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's fine. Like what you're into, what you're into. So I think that if yeah. you're dealing with those people, um, there's nothing wrong with being like that. It's just uh, I don't know. I guess it's good that they're being vocal about it. Right. But I feel like if you're playing a show. As a band, for me, I always think that it's awesome to be playing with bands that are in different styles, especially locally. Because like, if you're in death metal band A, you already have the limited same fan base as death metal bands B through Z. Right. Yeah. Like, cause and if all, any of those bands are playing like any time, it's that a, you the are. same, like, you know, the same fucking 30 people yeah. that might come out to shows that yeah. that's your fan base. Mm-hmm. But if you're death metal band a, and then you're playing with somebody that's maybe more punk, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like, shit, we we're might have our people, 30 yeah. people here plus their 30. Right. Now we're, now we're fucking cooking. Right. And then, then you throw like, oh, there's some weird, angry rapper in here and he has his 15 friends. That's different. Like, cool. Yeah. You know, we almost have a packed room now. Yeah. Yeah, it almost seems like the people that that are against our, you know, our mixed genre shows, it's not that they they don't particularly like that kind of music. It's just they don't want to hang around with like people that are different than them. You know uh, what I sure, mean? I could see like that. that's what it that's what it seems more like to me. Not so much. It's not even a musical thing. Like it's well, like a click type. You well, know I, I mean? think that that's the other problem too, where a lot of musicians that are playing shows sometimes forget that the show it's not for you. It's for the crowd that's coming. Right. And you want the crowd to have the best time possible. And if you have a night of all death metal bands or a night of all punk bands, people are going to get exhausted. They're going to get bored. It kind of blurs together sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, But if you, if you fucking mix it up, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and like shit, it's like, you know, Bill came out with Jeff. Bill's not really into punk rock, but you know, he's Jeff's boy. And then there's this weird, 
rap thing that's yeah. happening and he's like oh shit i like this yeah. now bill and jeff are both having a good time right and they're laughing and they're drinking they're staying longer so the bar's getting some more money the bartender might be making a little bit extra yeah. it's good vibes good energy yeah so it's like thinking about something other than yourself like okay maybe it's weird that this band is playing but it's more opportunity for more people to be there more people to have a good time and you know, I'm just a grumpy drummer. Let me shut the fuck up and just yeah. play my set. <laughs> that's grumpy like, drummer. We, that's a, that, that is a thing. Yeah. We, we put a show on years ago at the fallout shelter. Um, it was extremely mixed up. Like on paper, it's like, this might Didn't not work. Sense. You know, was, was that it, the uh, it, super fun time? No. Like one it, of the first ones we did was super cross. It was dysmorphia, super fun time. Crisis in America. That's not what I was going to okay, say. Okay. Nervous aggression. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's a ska band, like a hardcore punk band. And then, you know, like Riot Girl. Yeah. And and that was one of the best. We, and it was one of the first. Like, they were it was one of the one best of the shows. Most, the, the, the wildest. That was too. a we violent some, show. Yeah. We had some crusty train hoppers at that show and <laughs> caused yeah, some incidents. Yeah. Uh, they, knocking some people's friends down and uh, drummer jumped over his kit and I had to jump him. And I'm not a tough guy, you know. <laughs> but I saw something happening. So I had to step in. I was sure. like, what is happening? And this dude's all crusty with huge dreads and he's putting his head putting his head on mine he's like i know i'm getting bed bugs or lice or and i mean i didn't by the way but he he needed to go he was <laughs> he was he was dirty dressed up in car hearts <laughs> like yeah the the band actually stopped playing yeah and, and the drummer started yelling at the guy that was roughing up his friend and Derek kind of intervened and got in between, and I kind of was in the corner. I was oh, like, what's happening? I should help. <laughs> you know, it's funny. <laughs> that's like shenanigans. That's the on. perfect example of the opposite of what I'm talking about. First, I was talking about bands that sometimes forget that the show isn't only about them. It's about right. the people having a good time at that mm -hmm. space. What you're talking about are people that go to a show and think that they're the only fucking people, people in the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have like zero... Yeah empathy or understanding of the people around I think, them i think doug brought those guys like he just found them he yeah. found them next to some trains and and brought them he's like oh, we're going to a show you guys want to come yeah i think i think he did bring those guys because i rem i remember him apologizing about that you know profusely <laughs> like i'm sorry i brought those guys and i, I don't I even know them. i remember the singer from one of the bands came up to me and she's like she goes, be honest, though. She goes, isn't it kind of fun when shit just gets completely out of control like that? And not I was from, like, I was like maybe, but not from our perspective when we're responsible for shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like it's it depends on the out of con it's fun if like everybody's on the same page and it's out of control. Right. It's yeah, not yeah. fun when yeah, there's, somebody's there's, like being hostile. Yeah. Controlled, ca violence. controlled chaos is much yeah, more fun. Yeah. yeah. When just, everybody's got the same vibe. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. sort of like this, like, um, you know, this sort of like pseudo anarchist. I'm a train hopper. I could do whatever the fuck I want. Fuck this place sort of thing. It's yeah. like, man, like, fuck. Yeah. Like, it's so hard for us to like, like what we have, you know, with places like the fallout shelter, and you know other venues like they're hanging by a thread right you know it only takes you know one fuck up one Bad incident one yeah. one person you know to like blow you it know off. get an ankle broken or something dumb yeah that doesn't and then it's fucking toast yeah yep. it's like you have to draw the line at like blood on the floor and then wanting to pass out drugs and you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's not good and like it's like i don't know like people have this like 
romanticized idea of what like punk rock or heavy metal or just rock and roll shows are supposed to be. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if it was ever really like that. I don't think it was. I mean, it's like people watch the decline of Western civilization and they think that's all punk rock is like being super violent. Yeah. Like the people that still get off on, on like racism, you know, they watch fear on, or homophobia, they watch fear on decline of Western civilization, and they're like, "That's what it's like." Not never really realizing that, like those, that's what those guys did to egg the crowd on. Like that's not who those people were entirely. You know, it's it's so much of a a stage persona for leaving to say the things he's saying to like get people to up on stage to punch him. Yeah, and but you watch those and people are just beating the shit out of each other. And you hear all this like stuff about, Oh man, punk rock used to be so tough. It's like punk rock was never that for me. Like punk rock was going to a show and letting my frustrations out with people, not on people, you know? Yeah. So when I see like crowd killing and shit now, like that's just vulgar to me. You know what I mean? Like I don't, it definitely doesn't have its place in my world. So I back away from all of it. Yeah. I think it's, you know, that kind of stuff. If, if that's your thing. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. It's just like, it's like we're at a point now where we could see the after effects yeah. of what that sort of lifestyle does to people in the music industry. Right. Or in the world of like underground music and punk. And it's like all that like hyper violent drug ridden bullshit. It's yeah. like no, nobody won no. from any of that. No. <laughs> and like if you go back a lot like a lot you'll get two people that are talking about like oh like the music was so much better and rawer it's like i don't know a lot of those albums kind of suck yeah a lot of the production <laughs> it's, it's not that those. great but yeah. you know it's whatever one man's trash is another's treasure so when, it, when i was say. talking about like putting on eclectic shows um it was a few years ago we had a show like I was telling him on on paper it looks like it almost looked like it wouldn't work yeah you know there was it was like disobey which are like a black metal band, and it was only Flesh and uh, Dysmorphia, which are like a feminist punk band from Erie, and a stoner rock band and Murder for Girls. So it was like a really weird mishmash, but everyone was, awesome. was all about it. Like the bands were like, you know, fuck yeah, we're playing in front of new people, we're playing with people we don't know, and and that kind of energy, you know, it went on to the crowd. Like the crowd was really, and it was a super positive. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. If the bands are into it, people people will be into it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the other thing too. Like as a performer, uh, understanding the, it sounds a little extreme to use the word responsibility, Mm -hmm. but I can't think of a better word to say this, but the responsibility that you have as an entertainer to entertain people, people are coming out to watch you play. So if you and your band has some shitty fucking energy and not like this cool kind of like fuck you and punk attitude because some people are into that. I'm just talking just like shitty bland like I don't want to be here energy. That's going to make people not want to be there. Yeah. Yeah, Like positivity is contagious the same as being negative is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. the, The crowd will definitely match your your energy that you put out there. With venues in the in the city and with you i mean it seems like most of the stuff that some dynameless has done has been at reasonably established places that have been doing shows for you know a long time yeah what is your take on like alternative venue spaces 
You mean like, like coffee shops or a tattoo part? You know, sure, yeah, that like kind that. of stuff. Empty yeah. swimming pools, empty the big rock pools. down by the river. Potentially yeah. the skate park. Like yeah, going skate. Back. Well, I like it. I like the idea because again, people that frequent that might not frequent shows. So, um, case in point, um, when Black Forge first opened, the first Black Forge, and we had a couple shows there. Like there were people that were just coming in for coffee that would hang out, you know, for the show and watch and. I don't know if they've ever come to any other shows, <laughs> but but it's cool to you know bring the independence to Black Forge with Bottle Rat and the Scratch and you know yeah. bands that maybe wouldn't even play a coffee shop because you know they would think that the vibe was too chill or you know and it's a good spot. I liked it. Having I have yet to be at the uh, the new Black Forge. Have you played there yet? Mm-hmm. Twice. Yeah. What do you think of it? It's an awesome room. Is it? Yeah. It's huge. What's capacity? It is. Oh, yeah, dude. You could probably fit like 200 people in there. Good. It's gigantic. I, I reached out to uh, to Ashley and she sent me to someone else, but they never responded about a show. I would imagine they had something else going on for the date or just get, you know, we get lost in the shuffle a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's very easy to reach out to people and get lost in the shuffle. But then you don't want to be like that hungry dog that's like, hey, guys, can we please have a show here? You know? Sure. It's, I always have a backup venue every time. Like I have my main where I want this show to be when we, when Jared normally takes the the lead on the metal shows and I take the, you know, ska and we kind of tag team the punk shows really because reaching out to people, but, um, um, the Venn diagram. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we cross (laughs) ska metal punk. Okay. Um, but, uh, so I'm not, I'm not going to be that hungry dog. That's just like, please, we really want to have a show here. Sure. You're our only option, you know, you're your only hope. Uh-huh. And you know. And I, I think I take that back. I don't like the sound of Derek's voice either. <laughs> <laughs> More or less to it. I don't know. All right, I'm done. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Uh, I love that, you, buddy. That's so fucking funny. So <laughs> something that I always like to ask bands yeah. is about uh, you know, their their favorite their favorite spots to eat after a gig. Oh, we don't do that. You don't do that. Well, no, no I, I used I to have do a the routine. Do the two of you ever hang out? Are you even friends? Oh, yeah, yeah. We've, yeah. I, <laughs> I've known this. I, we've been friends since like 99, no. 2000. Yeah. I feel like anytime I see one of you in public, the other one's like only a few footsteps away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, that's the, that's the only time I get to leave the house is like, or you're not, not anytime, but the only time that I'm out and about is for our shows or a show we are going to together. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we've been attached to the hip for like 20 years. So um, I- I'm not going to talk anymore. <laughs> I made him self-conscious. About yeah, super. <laughs> but like no, the- that, that used to be my routine. Like um, I used to go to Loving Hut, which is a vegan restaurant in, Imperi- um, Robinson. in Robinson, which isn't there anymore. Yeah. But I used to go to that and then I'd go to the fallout shelter. And it was sad because I slowly watched the turnouts diminish and I watched it die off. So it was exciting when we were able to start putting on shows there again and kind of reinvigorate it and make the place come alive again, you know, because yeah. that was my hangout. That was my routine on Saturday night. Yeah. I mean, back in back in the day when, you know, 98, 99, we'd go to shows and and then go to Denny's in Robinson because it was on the way home. And you'd meet weirdos uh, at night. Yeah. Like you met. We loved all the weirdos, weirdos at, at Denny's. Yeah. Like people super late at night in restaurants. We love them. But then Denny's went away. So then King's became the spot. And then King's went away. And nobody wants to go to Eaton Park. So we just go home now, you know? And I really, we, when we have. We're old now, too. Yeah. So yeah. We got to go to bed. I mean, I could sleep nonstop all the time. 
but <laughs> we hang out at really. Walmart a lot after shows. Yeah, hang out. Jared has his own thing that he does, regardless of what anyone in the car wants to do. Get go before we <laughs> get. Yeah, we hit get go. He'll eat a salad on bread, and then, and then after the show, we'll go to Walmart because dude loves Walmart, like mm-hmm. any Walmart. A lot of love for Walmart. <laughs> he'll start zoning at other people's WalMarts when he's not on the clock. <laughs> he loves it. He really does. With <laughs> <laughs> this is probably a good a good a good time to get into the the subject of other interests and hobbies outside of you know playing in bands, promoting shows yeah. uh, outside of Walmart and get go and things like that. Is there anything that the two of you are into? Uh, I used to be really into not so much now since uh, there's been a big boom with The Walking Dead being so huge. Uh, horror conventions. Yeah. That, that was my thing, like traveling all over the country and getting to meet people. And, oh, but now they're all just Walking Dead conventions. But no, no. Um, with the influx of new people, the Walking Dead people were able to charge more for their autographs. So all like the little people that, you know, yeah. like even, I don't want to, I don't want to say her name, but Linnea Quigley, like $40 for an autograph. Speaking of expensive autographs, did you see who's going to be at Still City Con? Yeah, Robert England. What is Fuck. it? Is it 150, 180? It's probably going to be, it's going to be expensive. Well, see, I've, I've met the guy like 17 oh, times. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was when his autograph was like 30, $40. Yeah. But the boom, because of the influx of new people that aren't particularly, you know, horror movie fans are just coming for the Walking Dead people and spending a shit ton of money. And, yeah, so I don't really get to go to conventions anymore because I can't fucking afford so you're, it. So you're a horror, horror movie guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this guy is probably even more of a horror I'm movie guy. I'm a VHS guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, yeah, he'll take anything on VHS. So me, I'm horror on VHS is fine. I don't I don't need to watch. You guys got to link up with Neon Brainiacs. Do, do they know them? They're, they're another local podcast. They're good friends of me, and we have our little podcast hangouts together but they do all like 80s horror movie reviews and they always have guests on every episode right on. And i think that uh like basically it's like they you will pick a movie and then like you'll dissect that movie with them you should hit them <laughs> to, up i think they try to understand fun. the underlyings of the underlying meanings of yeah, mutilator it's just, it's just it's just bullshitting and you know talking with people about horror right on they're they're, they're good people yeah and jared is into vhs and Walmart. VHS, Star Trek. I fucking love Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Star Trek on VHS. Okay. <laughs> well, look at What out. about Picard? I haven't watched it yet. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I never watched or got into Star Trek. I'm not like, fuck Star Trek. I just yeah. never, it just seemed like a rabbit hole I never wanted to step into. Like, if you can find yourself a girl that will cosplay with you and watch like eight or nine hours of Star Trek and like just be with you and watch Star Trek. Like you've made it in life. (laughs) That's where it's at. (laughs) Now, if you were to cosplay, who would you be? Probably data. I like data data. Mm -hmm. So, but isn't he all about logic and you're very illogical. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) He's being a dick now. It's because I made fun of his voice to make fun of me being illogical. (laughs) If uh, if I were to uh, ever start 
if I was were to watch any one Star Trek series, what, what is yours? Are you like a, a TNG guy or a Deep Space guy? You'd have to watch Deep Space Nine. Deep Space, like okay. the last that's, three seasons of Deep Space Nine. All right, are just that, that's it's the, just epic. That's so that's good. the one. All right, like cool. people that may not typically like Star Trek. Yeah, the last three seasons of Deep Space Nine are where it's at. See, I, like I know enough about. I know that these are things. <laughs> like I've never seen any of it, but I know that they are things because I spend enough time around nerdy bullshit. Nerdy, yeah, but I just haven't like really watched any <laughs> yeah. of it. Mm. <laughs> I don't even think I've seen any of the movies. See, I'm, I'm, I may I may have seen Nemesis. See, I'm, but, I'm but that the, way with Doctor Who. Like, I know nothing of Doctor Who, just in passing. Oh yeah, things you know. Yeah, I saw enough weirdos walking around at conventions in silly jackets. It's like I'm never watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just no, kidding. No. I'm just kidding, but not really. You've really upset that's, your that, nerd that, contingent. That, yeah, that's my that's my uh my old man curmudgeon <laughs> moment of the podcast right there. I these don't understand the, it. These kids in their jackets. <laughs> what is this doctor who? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm fucking, you know, watching like, doctor who cares. Yeah. 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 Me- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I got Christ. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so film <laughs> cinema. Yeah. Television. You're into this sort of thing. So yeah. you should do like, we're a, into the very lazy, the lazy aspects of you should do one of those things where like i've seen people that do uh they do the shows where they have uh like sometimes they'll have like djs or like electronic music musicians like score movies while the while the movie plays you right. should do like a punk rock version of that for some movie yeah do uh return of living dead that would be dope hell yeah that would be really cool because the soundtrack's already built in like people can just yo play the soundtrack. Whoa. Okay, so I, no, I just thought. Okay, so like, hear me out. All right, so like, how long is Return of the Living Dead? It can't. It's probably like, ninety like, minutes. Like ninety like hundred minutes. That's long, like a right? standard like horror Dude, movie runtime. If you get like, if you split it up, split up the film into three acts, like a film, three movie. acts, yeah, and you get three bands and each take on a part of that and like play it and like have the band like do something that's like I mean you got to find three punk bands that are willing to do. Right. to do it but i think that could be really cool yeah well here's a, here's a question for you like as as far as films what are some of your favorite soundtracks to movies soundtracks to movies are we talking scores or soundtracks soundtracks, like soundtracks. Actual songs yeah uh i mean bill and ted's excellent adventure is an excellent soundtrack yeah um Lost in Translation has an excellent soundtrack on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. Uh, I don't know if I'm familiar enough with the film to actually know what was on the soundtrack. Like, I, I feel like Postal Service would be on it. No, no, no Postal Service. Uh, a lot of like Kevin Shields, My Bloody Valentine, Phoenix, Square Pusher. Okay. Um, a lot of like shoegaze and indie rock and electronic stuff. It's a really good soundtrack, though. Right on. Um, score wise uh akira is huge um fifth element had a fun score it's like real cheesy but in a fun way uh fuck man i'm trying to think titanic in space right <laughs> titanic in space titanic sure in space <laughs> um more recently it follows had a really awesome soundtrack and score uh, it, was, it was bad movie, but good soundtrack was the the Night of the Demons remake. Is that typo negative and TSOL? Okay, and, and it was very prominent. Bro, like Spawn. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, it was Long Road Out of Hell. On that, is that with with uh, Sneaker Pimps? Yeah, that, that was all like the the electronic mixed mm-hmm. with the uh, Lost Highway. Lost Highway is great too. Yeah, that has yeah. Fucking- Natural Born Killers. 
produced by Trent Reznor, the whole soundtrack. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's gnarly. It's good. Shit. Judgment Night. Fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's a I, lot of... I want to do a soundtrack night. I want so, Sons to so, do Violence so, or Grey Walker to do Judgment Night soundtrack. So that's another good idea. Is Half that covered soundtrack night. If you do, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, if you do have bands cover the songs from the soundtrack and play the movie, that's mm-hmm. another good idea. Yeah. That, that well, might be a little more feasible. I think the closest thing that we did as far as, we've only done like one multimedia show and it was called Hooch Fest and we just showed Turner and Hooch on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> on loop. <laughs> <laughs> on loop. It was shown like 14 times. But uh, the show itself, like there was no... Hell yeah. The only... that I don't know. We had it at Turner's in McKeesport and we thought it would be funny to call it Hooch Fest. <laughs> Turner and Hooch showing the entire time we were there. So that was the only time we've ever done any multimedia. And That's I've, so fucking dumb. I, I love it. I, I know. <laughs> it probably went over so many people's heads. Oh yeah, nobody no got, it. got it. They were like, like, why the fuck are you playing this Tom Hanks movie? The flyer. Oh, so... Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, Zach from Bottle Rat did our flyer for us and it's got like you know, hooch on the fucking flyer. That's so but, fucking uh, funny. And the there was no, it's like Children of October played it. CBJ, which is the ska band from Detroit for the wolf, which is a horror punk band from like Oklahoma. It's yeah. Oklahoma. I want to say, but uh, yeah, the, the lineup made zero sense, you know, cross genres and it wasn't well attended, <laughs> but we all had fun. And the uh, the touring bands really enjoyed it because we just gave them all the money because that's what you do when you have touring bands and you have a shit turnout. Um, yeah, yeah. I used to be really into Marvel cards, not so much the comics, but the cards. Okay, oh, Marvel masterpieces were great. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just backtracking to things that we do in our spare time. Yeah, no. really, I just hang out with my kid and my wife. So yeah, like pop culture and music. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And my kid's really into, um, he, he watches and makes TikToks. And uh, one day I told him he needed, to, he needed to follow Weird Paul. And he's like, you act like I don't already follow Weird Paul. <laughs> I was like, okay, so you, awesome. so you know, I was like, I know Weird Paul. I was like, I've had Weird Paul on shows. He's like, yeah, that's cool, but it's not TikTok. So he doesn't give a shit, you know? Uh, he likes all the guys from the Jasons. Like, he just kind of blows his mind that because they were featured on a video game, a Friday the 13th video game. Okay. And some independent thing. I can't remember what it's called. But uh, he's like, hey, dad, check this out. And he like brought it into me and showed me. I was like, oh, that's great. I was like, I know those guys. He's like, I know you know those guys. That's pretty cool, right? <laughs> and then when I introduced him to all those guys, at, uh, we had a show at Ormsby and I introduced him to them. And they took pictures with him. And he was just, you know, hanging out with them the entire time. And then he wasn't so impressed by me knowing them because now he knows them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, he'd, he'd met uh, George from the Jasons like a time or two before, but he had never seen him like in his get up and playing. And it's really fun. I think it's really fun when my, my kid like knows about stuff before I do. You know, he's got his finger on the pulse a little, a little more than I do. Like most people might be like, oh, you know. Stupid kids and their stupid TikTok and <laughs> their stupid he, Doctor Who jacket. Yeah, who, who cares? Um, Fortnite. What is Fortnite? Yeah. Oh, he loves Fortnite, but he gets real bit out of shape because, like, he'll be you know on with his friends, and when they piss him off, you like we hear it. You know, it's like he just he'll kick something. And be like, buddy, chill out, or you're not playing anymore. And be like, and you can hear his voice breaking. You know, like, yeah. And but. And then like five seconds later, he's fine. And him and his friends are laughing again. It's kind of like the equivalent because you can shit talk someone like when they're in the room with you and playing a video game, 
but the, it seems like there's a consequence if you get too loud with him, you know, like if Jared and I are playing a game and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He'd be like, Hey, shut the fuck up. Or, you know, and I'd be afraid of him cause he totally kicked my ass. But like my kid just screams all he wants. Cause his friends aren't there to like sock him in the mouth. Yeah. And they're probably on their end screaming too. And, I get off on tangents. I'm well, sorry. I mean, I feel like you just described the internet in general in yeah, 2020. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much. And he watches a lot of videos where people do that. So I think that's just how what he uh-huh. thinks you do, you know, where people just Rah! just randomly scream and it totally blows out your speakers on your on your computer. Um, but some of the stuff he says, like he speaks almost entirely in memes sometimes. And it's while I get it, I'm like, man, you got to You got to Let's go play like air hockey or something you know but then like i play with him on that and he gets the same kind of frustrated and then i start losing i'm like oh i start getting frustrated <laughs> you know he starts killing me i get, I get uh-huh. frustrated it, too like something we've talked about before is it's hard to get younger people to shows like a lot of people to come to our shows or well we're almost we're 40 late late 20s like we don't early you know mid 30s and you have a lot of shows them. at 21 over places right. too i'd imagine mm. yeah yeah, because a lot of people say to like have more underage shows, but we do, and then no young people show up. Yeah, so we end like, up oh. spending more money to rent a place because it costs more. Yeah. So, and then nobody shows up. It's like the one guy who was like, you need to have more. It's like, I get it, you're 19, but like, this Bring, is going to cost us like $300 to, you know what I mean? Like, and if you don't come, the one guy who's championing, you know, like underage shows, that's 10 more dollars that we are out. You know, and uh, it's really, it's really just, we're only doing it for fun. We take it seriously to a point, but we're not, we're not making money on this at all. And I think some people think we are, because why would we keep doing it? You know, like, I don't know, man, it's fun. This is my like social interaction with people. This is, you know, and for all the years, like growing up that I didn't go to live shows, I didn't even realize that there were that many live local bands you know or local shows happening i was just going to laga shows and if there was a local on it i was like oh man they're on this show again because it would always seem to be like the same three or four bands that we'd see but then you know you start learning about 31st street pub so you hit that up and you're like wow they're really talented people like here in the city you know and i don't know and man, I, I i'm getting off on just, a tangent again i don't just go to local shows like just to support local music or because i love music it's because that's where my people are. That's my social scene. Like, if it wasn't for the local music scene, I'd be antisocial as fuck. You know, I wouldn't have yeah, any friends. Sure. To some extent, so, you are still, yeah. even at those shows. Yeah. I think that there are a lot of people that don't understand that. How much fun it can be. Yeah. They, they, I just don't think they understand, like, the value in this, how social of a thing this is. Mm-hmm. Like, there are we all come across people like like extended family members or strangers that you meet out and about. And like, they're always like, Oh, so like what's the money like in that? And it's just like, when has like more money ever made you like truly happy in anything? Like outsiders. That's like getting, it's like, it's like you, you understand that like, you know, like as corny as this sounds, it's like, you know, like memories are priceless and like Mm -hmm. building, like building real social, interactions with people and like uh like building a community is uh you you can't put a dollar amount on that and uh, it's like 450 <laughs> I think it's four, if each one of my friends could give me like 450 <laughs> we'd be better friends uh and uh i think that there's 
again, it's like, but that 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 stuff always just comes from people that aren't even a part of that don't the world. Yeah, I I know so many people that are like my age that have never been to a live show, like not even you know some Star Lake bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I, Star Lake. I, I remember him saying at one point, he's like. He's like, I can't fathom not being into music. He goes, oh. even if it's shitty music, like yeah. I can't imagine not being into it. You know? Yeah, like if if you're gonna tell me you love music, I want to know about it. Like even if it's you know oh, say sure. country music or you know some some new dance shit that I have never heard of, like just tell me about it. You know, tell me anything that you're passionate about, because man, that's the only thing that I like am into is music. You know, well, I mean, I guess there are some people that are just into money. Like that, and that's their passion. Hey, so, yeah, no, no, no. I some, like, some, I like money too. Some people, but like, I don't think you like money the way some people no, like money. No, like it's like you, I can you, find happiness like without you, it. It's like you, you, you can like money in the sense that, like, you know, like money's tight because, like, you know, I can get it affords a, me I the can, opportunity I can get a three hundred dollar cool autograph from Robert England yeah. type money. Nah, I've already got a million of his. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. and like money can buy VHS. VHS <laughs> brings happiness, and money kind of uh-huh. can bring happiness into your but, life. But for the longest time, you weren't buying VHS. Every time we'd go somewhere, somebody would be like, here's a box of VHS for yeah, you. Yeah. Because he was, you know, spouting the joys of so VHS. So how many copies of Jurassic Park do you have? Titanic. Oh, I got a lot of Titanic <laughs> Okay. I didn't want any of them. And that's a double, <laughs> too. End up with yeah, me, yeah, Titanic's a double one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the longest time, I had like four copies of the Godfather trilogy. Never even watched it. And I've never, yeah. I never watched those. <laughs> no, I've seen the movies, but never like, I've never opened those VHS and been like, ah, I'm going to watch the trilogy today. Nope. I think I gave you those copies, but, uh, and I, I had to start turning away free VHS because people give me bullshit because they want it. They want, they're cleaning their house out. So they give me like a big oh, box yeah. of garbage. It's nothing but it's like, I want some good titles, you know? Yeah. I, that, you know. That's happened to me a bit with VHS tapes. It happened to me a lot with vinyl. Mm. Um, people are just unloading. Their... They think you just like anything. Just cause oh, you're yeah, yeah, media, yeah. You know? Yeah. Here, take all these Polka and Rod Stewart records. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. Why do you even have these? <laughs> Where the fuck did these come from? <laughs> Who has ever bought these? Yeah. It's yeah. so weird. What's the, uh, the brass, the Tijuana brass. Oh, yeah. Almost anytime. Herb Alpert. Yeah. Yeah. Almost anytime anyone's giving away, there's at least two Herb, Herb Alpert, uh, vinyl in there it's just like man who bought these oh actually you know who bought them because they write their name on the sleeve <laughs> like you know what i mean like those yeah. are the ones that people are always giving away it says like Je-. yeah i don't know random name uh-huh written on the sleeve of the vinyl oh man the next time we put out a record i'm gonna start asking people what their name is and write, and write the, it right writing on the it. name on it for yeah. them here you yeah. go so then years later be like i sold that vinyl to them as uh-huh. you're looking through somebody's stack that they're giving away oh yeah now here's a question with, with either of your bands do you do physical flyers do you ever hang up physical flyers often sure yeah. um i mean it depends on the show if we're if we're doing like a, a headlining gig somewhere um, yeah, we'll definitely go out of our way to like make a nice flyer, print them out, take them around. Like when we did the Grey Walker album release, we were very, you know, like hit up all the record stores, do all, you know, the coffee shops, get the different sizes, very, very, you know, right. all over the top. But there's also shows where it's like, you know, if we're, you know, middle support on a show at the Moose, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to print physical flyers i mean we'll promote it we'll still get people to come out but it's like it's just a different beast of like how much effort we're actually gonna like take to the street ourselves if it's our show we'll do it Mm -hmm. 
um with we've dabbled in physical flyers yeah, for a while. Yeah, I've we've done physical flyers quite a bit and uh you got to have a good poster. Yeah, it seems it seems like it seems like when we take the time to get an artist or to make something that's decent, our turnouts are worse. <laughs> it really is. I, I think it's like, because around the fallout shelter, we don't know where to put the flyers. Where sure. people well, see I, them. I imagine there's no, not a lot of I, I congregation. Won't, I won't do like I won't yeah. do like a proper print order for yeah, like fla- the, fallout shelter. I'll just do it like a Kinko's order because we don't know. Yeah, what our turnaround is yeah. on it, them. Like it, I can't it, put a lot of money into it, you know. So much of it does depend on your location and things like that. I imagine like doing like flyers for a show, like the Fallout Shelter. It's like I don't know where you're gonna hang those up at. Right. I don't know. But um, another reason why I like physical flyers in terms of the city is that people do look at that stuff, and it, at least there, there's a there's bands that I know that I only know they're still active because I see their name the on flyers. flyers. Because I'm not always looking at my phone. I'm not, but it's like I, I do still find out about shows because of flyers. Right. I may not go to every single one of those shows, but it's still on How my radar. You? How dare and you I not go to every show? There is the, uh, I think that there's the, the side effect of flyering where even if people don't come to the show, they at least say, like, oh, like, what is Grey Walker? Right. You know, what is Some Die Nameless? What right. is, you know, Bob's Garage. I don't know. Yeah. I, I remember hiking with a girlfriend years ago on the Panhandle Trail. And uh, there were flyers every so often nailed to trees. But it, this was like out in the wilderness, you know. And these flyers were for a show going on in Cannesburg with these punk bands. And I was like, who's going to see these fucking flyers? I'm like out in the wilderness, you know. But uh, I went home. I took one of the flyers. I was like, I'm going to see who. These-. And they were like really young kids playing like at a VFW. But it was it was so funny seeing flyers for shows like <laughs> spread throughout the wilderness. You know? <laughs> it was cool. I wonder what the city actually. Like who's like, going to see these? You saw them. Yeah, you saw them. Yeah. They're like some dude's going to be out here with his girlfriend and he's going to be punk rock. And, <laughs> and like on the flyer, it had the band's name and then a short description of their sound. And I, I remember the one band it said, thrashy punk and like thrashy was in quotations it's a thrashy punk you know because <laughs> one of the guy's moms called them that and my mom says we're thrashy, thrashy my favorite use of quotations <clears throat> ever and i think i've talked about this before on the show so i apologize for repeating a story but there was a mexican place downtown it's no longer there i don't know what was in there now but it, it was on smithfield street and in the sign, they in the window, they had a handwritten sign that said authentic Mexican food. But food, but food was, was in, in quotes. Yeah. Food was in quotation marks. And I was like, what? It's like of all the words, of all the words, that's the one you're going to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's food, I guess. <laughs> maybe. I, I kind of just want to make T-shirts now that say authentic Mexican food on them and nothing else. That should be a Grey Walker t- authentic, the- authentic Pittsburgh metal. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you want to call it that sounds insulting <laughs> that is so fucking funny like, like like one of those like like really badass like kind of metal kind of hardcore looking shirts like the big ass font on the back yeah. just like yeah well it, that should be the that, like there should be a, a live photo gray scale because uh-huh. that's what the hardcore should oh yeah and it should have the gwhc hardcore right here and then oh, on God. the back and on the back that should be the quote yeah, yeah. authentic <laughs> Authentic, authentic Pittsburgh uh, metal. metal. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. I love it. Have you seen the the Drake hardcore? 
Drake made a hardcore t-shirt or someone made a hardcore t-shirt. I'm sure that Drake didn't make it, but I know that there's a lot. I know there are several companies that do like, like I've seen like the heavy metal Celine Dion shirts and uh, Phil Collins, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't. I've seen a bunch it, it's, of them. It's some, I haven't, like, seen, the, rock I haven't like, seen the Drake one, but yeah. But it's him on stage with the mic out, just like the old hardcore. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's got it out, and it's got his lyrics on it in the big college font, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- I had I had quite a few of those shirts, like 10-yard fight and Ignite t-shirts growing up, and it was always just the same grayscale. Yeah, it, it's just funny how, like, <laughs> how that stuff works, uh, you know, like, how the we're counterculture and we're different and it's still and like it's the all same the copy same. paste bullshit <laughs> like no matter what like yeah i think that it, it's it's really uh, what's the word that i'm looking for uh it's really enlightening i suppose to just realize how not special you are as a person and just embrace the mediocrity oh yeah and and, and enjoy yourself on the this limited amount of time that you have on this rock yeah don't focus so much on like being you know super unique or super cool or super great it, i mean you want to be good don't be a terrible person yeah. but also like you know we're we're all normal it's i think or it's almost be better normal. to instead of expect that or know that of yourself to look at other people and go and to not expect so much from them oh yeah that's you know what i mean that's, that's a really good point that's yeah. when that's when like that's where my anxiety comes from like i feel like a lot of people might have expectations of me and while those might not be my expectations of me, like I still, to a certain point, have to live up to that. To us, you know, yeah. Like I can't just like say fuck you to everyone, like right to their face. Like I have to keep up niceties, you know. And w- one thing I, I really like about Derek is you can feel his <laughs> his uh, passion towards local music, you know, his energy, and he's very altruistic, you know, towards bands and helping bands and such, and. That's contagious, you know. And it I like Jared because he uses words attitude. like al- altruistic, knowing that I don't even know what the fuck it means. <laughs> What's it mean? It means you're very giving. Dude. Oh, okay. Is that what that <laughs> sites, Is that what that means? Okay, thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. What I like about Jared is uh, he's my he's my foot in the door for metal. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't know like any of our metal bands. I thought he was going to be sarcastic and say something dickheaded. Thank <laughs> no, you. No, but that is Very like, nice. I like you because you help me get where I need to be. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Is that metal? Yeah, that's metal. All right. Wild Stallions. Wild Stallions are is metal. very metal, right? Um, so are you excited for the third film? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Maybe. Yeah. No, it's I, in my, in my later years of life, I have, come to the point of being very not dramatic about anything related to pop culture i like it what do you mean not like it's like, not your I'm favorite not, I'm, thing i'm just not gonna be like you're not oh, gonna i can't fucking wait for this or and, or and i'm also not gonna be like they fucking ruined it you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean like i'm i'm you know, I, 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 I'm in my, I'm in my, my mid 30s there's a right. time where it's like okay right. the new ninja turtle movies it's fine yeah it's there fine. Were, oh, yeah. There were new Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw them both in theaters. Yeah, they're so fine. So that shows how much I was affected by them. I saw them in they're, theaters they're and didn't fine, remember. They're fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, Disney ruined Star Wars. I'm like, Star Wars was never that great to begin with. It's fine. Like, <laughs> Just because it had a huge fan base doesn't make it I like Star Wars, yeah. but it's still like, it's it's always been kind of cheesy. And like, it's supposed to, it's like back to that sort of Can thing. Can you imagine being on set and having to act and do the things that are on screen? Like, look at any of the Ewok stuff and be like, 
they're supposed to take this seriously. Yeah, it's you know, just like I don't know where like this like people started taking all of these like escapes from reality, this fantasy, you know, this and stuff, and like more important than and just trying to art. like relate it more to real life, and you know, have all these like political messages or social things, and it's just mm-hmm. like why can't this just be obnoxiously attractive people in space shooting each other? For an hour and a half. Why does it have to be anything more than that? Yeah. But it's everything's well, not it's like I sound like a grump saying everything's ruined, but a lot of people put this like really silly attitude on the things through the internet and seeing people complain about things. Right. You know what I mean? Like people are like, oh, like, you know, Sabrina sucks. I'm like, it's supposed to. Right. It had a talking cat that had quips. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the new one. Is it? It's good. Okay. It's not like. It's not f- fucking Schindler's List. I would hope not. But it's good. You know, it's not like this huge cinematic revelation. Right. You know, and it's 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 you know high school kids fighting d- the demons. Mm-hmm. Cool, great. Right. I don't know. It's fun. There's only one Sabrina, okay, and it's Clarissa. <laughs> she also goes by Clarissa. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I it's just I I just <clears> don't. I just don't allow myself to get too worked up about things. So back yeah, to Bill it, and Ted, like, I hope it's cool. <laughs> if it's not, if it's not, that's fine. The other yeah. movies still exist. Do you remember when Pizza Hut used to do a lot of promotions with, with films? Yeah. Like my phone's ringing. Can you believe it? Anyway, that's okay. Um, no, when you would go and you'd get, a box you'd get like the Adams family on VHS with yep. it or Bill and Ted yeah. and in the um, Burger King kids club. Yeah. And the Burger King, like stuff like that. Hell yeah. Like none of no fast food places are like geared towards cross promotion anymore. It's always just like buy what we have. Nothing else, you know, like McDonald's might be the only one still doing like Barbie or Mattel or, you know, like yeah. Pokemon or things well, like it's, that. I think that, um, I would hope that, Bill and Ted three would do a cross promotion like they did back in the day with pizza hut. And you get cool shit when you go to pizza hut from Bill and Ted, you know? Yeah. Like, but I just, I I think that there's just too much now that is like in the digital realm. I don't think that, you know, people don't care about like physical media in terms of like film, especially right. Some people still like music, but I mean, there's, (laughs) did you say some people still like music? Yeah. In terms of like, you know, collecting like records or CDs and things like that. (laughs) There's still overall. You could still find record stores. You cannot find a fucking video store to save your life. There, there's so few and far between. I mean, like I still have, I have a fucking whole wall of VHS tapes in my house. Like, uh, I, I come from that background, uh, you know, key manager blockbuster video for a real long time right here. You're looking at them. Ooh, oh, oh yeah. And my, there's a big nostalgia aspect to that too. But I mean, it's, a, it's like I grew up. I grew up like my my uncle was a huge movie collector and was into. He was in the movies and music, and I grew up around all of that stuff. So it's like in my my blood that collector mentality. Mm-hmm. But even now, I'm still like I'm I'm a lot more relaxed. Like. It takes me a long time to buy a record now where like I used to be like you do the pre-orders. I used to like pre-order the special yeah. variant, you know, only a hundred. Yeah, I had to it, stop myself. Silly yesterday. color. I'm just like, I don't care now. Like I haven't had an actual record player for years. And then somebody puts out. So I'm like, okay, I got to. Yeah, I, I still have like this huge stack of records that I've bought that I haven't even, like, haven't even listened touched, to. Yeah. And it's not that I don't want to. It's just that, like my I'm so fucking 
busy and all over the place now that I just I don't have time to interact with it. Right. So it's like not that I don't want to buy it, but it's also like kind of a waste for me to buy it if I'm right. not going to interact it. It's a waste it's like, of space and it's like the equivalent of like going to the grocery store and just buying food you're not going to eat and then you fucking, you know, then it just gets thrown out. It's like, yeah. why am I going to buy a record that I can't listen to? That's how somebody ends up with their third copy of Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. <laughs> Signed by Sykes. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I had to I had to stop myself from buying the Suicide Machines pre-order yesterday. Okay. Just because it's like, you don't even have a record player right now, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, and we have we have a lot of locals that don't put out CDs anymore. It's either streaming or they do their vinyl. And it's like, well, I want to support. I already own all your T-shirts. I don't need another black T-shirt, you know? Yeah. So I guess I'll buy this. And, and you know, I've got them in a drawer. I haven't even, they haven't hit a turntable at all. Yeah. So when I want to listen to it, I pull up the digital and stream it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I either need to invest in... You know, a record player or stop investing in their vinyl. It is strange that cassettes seem to be making a resurgence even more so than CDs. Like, you know, uh, I think it, it, it's very genre focused. Um, you know, I, I work in, you know, I like work in, I work for a record label in a distribution company. So I see a lot every day of like what people were buying. And, uh, you know, the cassettes are up and down. There are people that do collect. I'd say cassettes and CDs are pretty even, at least from, like, my perspective. Um, But there are definitely, there are people that are buying cassettes, which is super interesting. Especially, like, uh, oh, at least from where I'm at, there's a lot of people that are, like, buying old, obscure hip-hop. There's a lot of, like, crazy hip-hop stuff that was only released on cassette. Like it never got a CD release and it was never pressed on vinyl. So there's like this whole weird world of DIY hip hop that only exists on cassette. Hmm. And there's like tapes that we found in the warehouse that we ended up selling online for like 75 bucks. Wow. Cause they were like, just like hmm. super rare. Hmm. You're like, what the fuck? Like, okay. And it, like, it's weird to me too, that like, it seems like certain styles of music sound better on cassette. Maybe it's I don't think anything sounds better on cassette. That's a great format. <laughs> yeah. If you have a, I mean, it's it's a, it's it's um, I mean, tape in general, because 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 you can fit so much information on tape. Um, it's that it sounds really really good if you have um, if you, if you have, have the proper production. If you have, if you have the good, if you have the right equipment, tapes sound fucking great. Honestly, they can sound really really good for yeah. sure. But um, again, it all just is based around like how was the album recorded and then how was the music dubbed to the tape and then like what's your tape player like what are your heads like what's your receiver like what are your speakers like what are your cables for like you know what i mean what are the acoustics in your room like you could like really nerd out over like <laughs> why something sounds the yeah. way it sounds i just had a walkman maybe that's why I, yeah it, maybe it, that's why you know but even with and the, it always ate my tapes. Maybe that's why I'm not so well, big dude, to jump back into the, cassette tapes. Even with a Walkman, it's like okay, you know, is what your kind battery, of headphones are well? Is, are do the batteries actually have enough energy to play it at the, at the proper speed. speed? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, and then you have your gears and you know your mechanics. It's like you know, is are the 
Or is there anything with the battery component that's close to the audio components where you're getting some weird interference and then you have your headphones and the cables, the drivers and the headphones? Shit I would never think of it's when I was stupid. like nine. It's so dumb. You know, and it's actually listening so dumb. to it. Yeah. What's the frequency response of your headphones? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, fuck it. All I know is I was at, at breakfast one day in school, maybe fourth grade, and I had uh, Too Legit to Quit Hammer album. And I opened it, and it shot my tape all over my my pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the real. <laughs> like that really happened. I cried. I was so upset. I, not so much because I was upset that the album that my cassette got ruined, but that I I knew that my parents would be mad at me about it, and they wouldn't buy me another one. And then you know my too legit to quit album was just gone. Fuck. And I never bought it again either. Like you would think, yeah, I, I'm sure I could find a billion cassette copies of it now for uh-huh. hella cheap, but no. Nope, any any anybody that's watching is a Chris Christmas and or birthday gift for your boy over yeah. here. Yeah. You you could also get me uh, Diamonds and Pearls by uh Prince and the New Power Generation. I love that album. I that one I just wore out on <laughs> on, on cassette. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Jared in in no way like has ever been into hip hop at all. And like I got into hip hop with like gangster rap and, you know, like weird stuff like Foosh Nickens or like um, DOS effects, like stuff where they were just like making up words and rhyming them with other made up words. When you start out with a bum sticker, bum sticker, and I'm like, why? What is that? Where does that come from? And, um, Sometimes when I talk about like anything remotely hip hop, Jared just looks at me like I have two fucking heads. Like, you just, <laughs> well, you just, instead of my knowledge of hip hop is like I have an NWA greatest hits, and I have like a and seeing your band that's yeah. the extent <laughs> of my knowledge of that. So yeah, you know. But my um, I I pretty much got four sisters at once when I was in you know my parents were married you know my stepfather came in and i got four sisters at once oh. and they grew up around carnegie and i was just a, a hick living out in burgestown bulger area and uh they came in and like introduced me to a lot of hip-hop and that was about the time that like nirvana broke like 91 92 so like that was big for me nirvana and queen were like my first and like guns and roses like all around that time like those were the bands i was really into my boring you no okay <laughs> i'm sorry but uh and they brought in like hip-hop and r&b like i had never heard jodeci before and these guys were just singing about fucking all the time I was like <laughs> what is, what is this like these guys must really love these ladies they just want to get freaky all the time and um but like shaquille o'neal did a record with foosh nickens do you remember that? I remember Shaquille O'Neal doing a record, but I'm not familiar with the other artists that you're, okay. that you're talking you about. You don't know Fushnikins? No. I, you'd probably be really into him if you're into weird, like probably the most comparable to them would be like DOS Effects or Black, okay. Black Sheep, like or, or just for me because they were at the same time. And then Cypress Hill and then into gangster rap. And like I work in a kitchen now and all the guys in there are like either total metalheads or like totally into hip hop. It sounds like a kitchen. It sounds like a kitchen, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, can we please just play some fucking bad religion? They're like, no. So, and Easy E will come on or something. And I'm over there just, and I'm singing every goddamn word. And they're like, why do you know this? And be like, I just stuck there. I haven't listened to this shit for years, you know. But like, I know every word to give me that nut. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why do I know this? But uh, 
we want to, I, I particularly want to start branching out into hip hop, but I don't know the crowd, you know, like I don't know. That's a whole nother conversation. But yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how I to don't like, know the crowd. We'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> but it's just like, I keep hearing that like underground hip hop in Pittsburgh is amazing right now, but like, I'm not privy to it. You know, like I'm not, I have no idea. It is, but you're dealing with a lot of people that like they book their own shows right. at their own venues. They don't need, they don't need me they to hustle for them. They've got click, it. Their own yeah. little clicks that they have. It's so that's kind of what's, what's going on with the hip hop thing right now. Yeah. From my perspective. Yeah. Cause I wanted to book BB guns and then pretty much like the next week they were done. Like they were on indefinite hiatus. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man, I really like you. <laughs> you know, like that, that was my only, the only people that I was like, Oh wow, these guys are accessible to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, uh, I'm sorry, Jared. It's all good. All we right. should probably wrap up soon. I got three minutes left on the camera. How three percent battery. Oh, good. So, so we ran out the camera. That's good. Yeah, you definitely did. It's yeah. all good. Sorry. It's all good. Yeah. No need to apologize. Yeah, yeah. So before we do wrap things up, can we get a quick shout out on any social media that you have or where people can find some die nameless events? Um, obviously Facebook is, you know, because we're old men and we only function on Facebook really. Uh, I recently started an Instagram. But Facebook, some die nameless, also Pittsburgh Ska. Uh, we've got a lot of shows coming up with, um, with Pittsburgh Scott being the, the key component, you know, the, the yeah. key pusher, if you will. And, uh, we didn't talk at all about Jared's band. Yeah, Jared's I'm got a band a called band. Iron Brigade. Yeah. I am in a old school melodic heavy metal band called Iron Brigade. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube. Hmm. I meant to bring it up. We just didn't really get for there. Fa- so. For fans of, <laughs> for fans of Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Man of War. That's um, man of war. Yeah, I put an F in there because that's I don't <laughs> I, I don't like shortening if I don't have to. It's the same amount of syllables. Now man of war. Um Jared actually puts on more clothes, much unlike man of war. Um he wears a lot gloves. less a lot less thigh. <laughs> a lot less thigh and iron brigade. I do have nice legs though. You do. Muscular. He really does. He's <laughs> yeah. he's very muscular. He'll show you once this is done. He'll my show calves, you his yeah, leg. I'll show you my calves. Yeah. I think it, it seems like something's growing in there. All right. All right. Well, that is all, folks. Thanks so much for being here. Jared, Derek, one more time. Some die nameless. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I appreciate you being here. I'll be back again in a couple days with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat 2020. Woo woo. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And we are done, my friends. Thank Peace you. out, everyone. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank I can you, finally eat this fucking interesting. Rivers. That was fun. Yeah.